0: Critically acclaimed. Hi everyone, we're back with part two of Dash and Lily for the Not So Critically Acclaimed podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed this cute Beyond Words holiday series. I can't believe how short it was, but also how like long it was and frustrating but amazing the story was throughout. And I have so much to discuss, and I hope it gets renewed for a season two. But let's unpack everything. Overall, I thought it was very, very, very cute. I really loved the writing. I was definitely able to relate to several of the characters in different ways. I absolutely, absolutely loved getting to see the New York City spots and all the decorations. But I kind of thought it would have been better off as a movie. Like initially when I read the description and saw the trailer, I thought that too. But then after watching the show, it really could have been a movie, especially since it ended with everything being like happily ever after, you know, like if you look at the whole template for the series and how it went up and down and like the plot, like obviously at the very beginning, you meet the characters, you understand the concept, the dares start, they hit a point where there's some conflict in the sense that that they are you know the or like I guess maybe the climax of the story when they go to the Christmas Eve party and they meet but they don't realize who it is and then they realize who it is and they have their conflict where like they at McSorley's and they you know he, um, she thinks Lily thinks she's going to Fiji and you know Dash is going to be with Sophia and all this and then they they like resolve everything and they're at the strand bookstore like you can see him when they're at um the concert like the jonas brothers concert that's like the moment of time where they realize they have to do some big grand romantic gesture they do it and then they end up happily ever after and that's the end like it ends with a kiss or with a big you know running through the airport whatever it is so and it ended really perfectly with them in the strand bookstore so I have absolutely no idea what they would do for a second season. I mean, the writing was great, so I'm sure they would come up with a great new story. And I know that it's based on a book series and there are two more books. So there's probably, there's not probably, there is content that they could use. But I honestly don't think whatever it will be will top the first season because it will always be iconic with them, you know, not knowing each other and finally meeting. Because anything else, I don't know if it would, like be as impactful and as great of a story. But that was just my overall opinion. And I know a lot of people when they first saw the trailer and heard about it, they really just thought it was a movie because when you like I remembered this vividly watching the trailer and being like, I feel like that'd be a good movie, not a TV show. Um but that was just my opinion. But now we're gonna get into the details of the show. And again like Teen Wolf and Once Upon a Time, I took notes while watching the show. And I guess that's just going to be my thing because it makes writing the podcast episodes easier. Um, but obviously Dash and Lily is not nearly as long as Teen Wolf or Once Upon a Time. So um, it's not going to be nearly as long, of course. But Let's start off with at the very beginning of the show, we learned that Langston, Lily's brother, had just split from his boyfriend. And then we see him like on Grindr and he says, like, oh, he's got a date tonight or whatever. But then, like, right away, Benny just becomes his boyfriend. Like, that really confused me. I don't understand how that just like happened really quickly, you know? I don't know if it was like he had already been dating him for a while and they had a date and then it just like, Their boyfriend, or like, I don't know where it came from, or maybe that's just his personality. Because already later, we saw that he was gonna break or he broke up with him because he was going to Puerto Rico for two weeks and was like, dude. So, I feel like maybe he might be a little bit dramatic and moves really quickly in relationships. So, that could have been it too. Then, um, this is more like an overall thought, but the show in general is so unrealistic with the whole notebook element because it's not, it's so unrealistic that this, the notebook didn't get stolen. Like they're just leaving it in places all over the city. I did appreciate in one scene where Dash hit it very well, um, underneath like one of those statues in Central Park, but otherwise, no, like, it would have easily been taken also i know sometimes lily and dash would leave the notebook with relatives or friends first of all i don't understand how lily had that many like relatives in all these different places but otherwise there are times when they're leaving them with like non-relatives or friends like when they left it with like complete strangers in the restaurants or grand central tellers like they would not help them like especially not in new york city like that just is not a real thing Okay, also unrealistic how Lily goes to all these places at night or really early in the morning by herself. Like that is dangerous and would not be a thing. Um, I did love the scene at Grand Central Station. It reminded me of the scene from The Sun is Also a Star when she's like staring at the ceiling and that whole premise of the movie is like no one ever looks up at Grand Central. Um, fun fact, I mean, last summer I've talked about it before, but I lived in New York City for a few months while I was interning in New York City and, um, I had never been to Grand Central in my life and so I finally went there. I didn't have to take the train, but I just went once to see it and it was, it was amazing it was so magnanimous and so like I had seen it of course in the movies like and in Gossip Girl and just you know the sun is also a star and just some other um some other movies and tv shows and it was so spectacular like it's just so large and pretty inside that you forget that it's like a train station you know then um I loved the Hanukkah episode because, again, as I mentioned in the Halloween episode of my podcast, I am Jewish, so I really appreciated this episode, and the jokes were phenomenal between the hollow back boys and then the lyrics of the songs they performed. It was so funny, and I loved it, but that episode also gave me a lot of like my points of discussion. So Lily's sparkly blue dress, first of all, super cute also it really worked out well like you know how they were like what's something that you have been dying to wear but you've never been confident enough or like you know willing to do it and of course it was like blue you know it would have made more sense if it was like green or red because like christmas but then of course like it was to go to this holla back boys thing so i just thought that was funny but then also there's no way she would wear that like I know a lot of the times that happens, like not now because of COVID, but in general around like the holidays time between like holiday parties and like New Year's Eve and all that kind of stuff, you know, especially in like the cities, at least what you see in um, the movies, like everyone's wearing these like slinky spaghetti straps, sparkly dresses and like, yeah, they have their winter coats and everything, but I'm just like, how it's literally December or January and it's freezing up there. I don't understand. Um, but again, it's a show and I'm sure she wasn't freezing when filming. But that was that. Then when she does go to the rave or club, whatever you want to call it, and bumps into literally every single person and gets a drink spilled on her in the first few seconds of the, like, being there, no. Like, come on, that's ridiculous. That would not happen. And it was also so painful to watch because I don't know. And like, that was finally, I think, the first, like hint at it that I really don't like Lily like I much rather prefer Dash and I think Lily is just too positive but then also too afraid at the same time and like so frustrating and so in her shell and so scared of everything but I don't know it just it bothers me how like pent up she is and how scared and everything you know and how she thinks that everyone's constantly thinking she's weird and you know which at the same time that episode that um had that scene when she gave out the friendship bracelets, like that was heartbreaking. That was such a sad scene when she then picked them up all off the floor. My heart. But my point is that it's just I don't like Lily. Also, what is her dancing? I I could not give you any words to describe that. Also, at that rave thing is when she first bumps into Edgar and like he recognized her all these years later like i'm sorry i really thought that it makes no sense that they would recognize each other especially because like the kids the actors who were playing them like don't look like them but then again um and i thought like oh my god 12 to 17 there's no way you would recognize them but like i'm 22 and i would totally recognize people i went to middle school with and that was more that was even more years you know that's if i had to recognize someone from when i was 12 years old i could do it and that's been only and that's been 10 years not 5 so i feel like it's just in the movies you know you see someone from your childhood there's no way you'd be able to recognize them but i think it was also more like the environment in new york city like what are the odds you know um Okay, but then again, I know I already mentioned the New York City scenery, but it was especially fun for me because a lot of the filming was near where I lived last summer, um, which was Greenwich Village. So very, very close to Union Square, um, The Strand, Washington Square Park, all of those locations. Um, I also really loved the clues that were left for them. So it was so ornate, but simple at the same time and meaningful. But I will say the first one seemed really difficult. Like I don't think I mean, granted you had to have read all the books and like known it. But I feel like that would have been even if I had been books that I read or like with TV shows. Let's say because I'm better, um, like well more well versed in TV shows than books. Um, I don't know if I could do it because it it just seems really daunting you know? Um, Another scene that I thought was funny was Dash talking to the woman who works at the costume store and, like, comparing himself to the Phantom of the Opera. That was very funny. Um, Okay, then with Edgar, first of all, I hated his character. Like, he was okay at first, but then he was just, like, Awful, like he. I think his name was Edgar, right? Like T Bone or whatever T bow I don't know why what they called him. But the guy who like Lily went to middle school with and everything. So I did not understand how he had the friendship bracelet. Like we saw him get rid of it. Um. So wh- where did it like come back? I don't know. And then the whole scene with them at the slam poetry event, and Lily is just like calling him out on everything, and then he just asks her out. That was so awkward. But like, okay um i don't know then another scene that really bothered me and this was just a filming thing but there's one scene i think the christmas eve episode which i think was my favorite episode um was when langston and lily are in her room talking and lily was like decorating her dress and she's using a hot glue gun and she literally puts the hot glue gun on the bed and she had just been using it so we don't see her like unplug it or anything so in theory it's still on and then she sits down on the bed like on the hot glue gun like I'm sorry no like I feel like I'm the only one who notices these random weird things that nobody else cares about because like the plot is more important but that's just me also in that scene is when she said that Dash was vis- ha- was like visiting an old friend and she thought it was like a friend from a nursing home. Like, I'm sorry, Lily. That, that was a ridiculous line. I don't know who would believe that and who have ever would think that that's the case. And that just says again why I don't like Lily. It's just, it's too much. Like, come on. Also, I totally called it that they would end up at the same party, but again, it was predictable, so it's not like I'm a genius over here. It was so frustrating, though. But also, like you enjoy it for the same ways that it's like frustrating. Between like the elevator scene where Boomer is leaving the party right as um, Lily arrives, so like they miss each other. Then Dash writing in the notebook saying how he wished there that she was there with him when he's literally sitting right next to her coat um then them at the food table was so cute because they connected and like when she laughed at his joke about Home Alone 2 and no one else did like i loved that they had their little connection but she didn't get to say her name in time Ugh, oh, it was so painful but like oh it was so great at the same time also i felt so embarrassed for lily when they were playing truth or dare and they asked her about like you know her they asked her the truth about like the craziest place she hooked up or kissed or held hands and she had no answer i was like oh that is so so embarrassing and i felt for her in that moment okay then she's gonna move with her family to fiji first of all like so random but more than that fiji of all places like when have you ever heard that someone's up for a job in fiji like or any type of like caribbean island or any island in general is and like i don 't know what i don't know exactly what type of work he does, but I do not think it 's like something to do with resorts and that kind of stuff I mean I know there 's obviously things that happen in these places outside of vacationing, but I feel like that 's just what it 's most well known for, so I feel like it 's really random to have said Fiji um, but that was that also um, then for mrs. Basley when she finally figured it out when lily finally figured it out i loved the pun when he's like oh i'll i'll bring it to you in a dash or something pun not pun intended or i don't know if she said pun intended or no pun intended and then um it was great and she's walking out trying to think what would that mean and then it's of course a connector of words is great then, from the opposite perspective, it was so sad that Dash literally believed and saw the magic of Christmas. I loved that moment when he was in the movie theater. It was so great. Only to not get to Lily in time. And it was honestly kind of disappointing the way they finally met. So I'm glad we got the final scene to like make up for it, but... Otherwise, like, I was waiting for this pivotal scene of them meeting and it was kind of, like, disappointing that Dash got there when she's kissing Edgar and McSorley's and then she's drunk and they kind of, like, tarnish it in the the cab. Like, didn't love it. Then we have the Jonas Brothers scenes. First of all, unrealistic that Dash could find Boomer in the concert. Um also I knew about the scene beforehand like going in I knew Nick Jonas had produced it and I knew the Jonas Brothers would be performing in it but I still forgot about it as I was watching and when I got to the scene I was like oh yeah um and then casually just on their tour bus like okay that's fun um then I will say the song in the final scene is called Stay by Gracie Abrams. No relation to Austin Abrams. I looked it up um, because Austin Abrams plays Dash, but actually Gracie Abrams is the daughter of J.J. Abrams, but, so that's cool. But I thought I would just mention it because I really like the song. It's such a vibe, so if you guys wanted to know what it was called, that's it. Um, and then it would not be an episode of the Not So Critically Acclaimed podcast without a connection to other shows. I love so we have two for starters Lily's dad was Deucalion in Teen Wolf which caught me off guard because I was watching it and like from afar I'm like is that Deucalion because like I feel like Deucalion he looks pretty different throughout the show because especially because he's blind in Teen Wolf so sometimes his eyes are really red or he's wearing glasses so you can't really tell and he's not like a main character that I like you know have seen many many times where his face is really familiar so I was really impressed with myself that I was Able to catch that. But then the second one that I love even better is in the very last episode when they're on the Jonas Brothers tour bus, Sophia says, You've read so many books, but you're still hung up on fairy tales. And Dash says, What do you mean? And then she continues, People think fairy tales are for girls, but who do you think wrote them in the first place? And then um, she says, men see every girl as a princess to be rescued, and they see themselves as the prince. And immediately after she finishes that little like monologue, Boomer says, Operation Cinderella. And I'm like, I'm sorry, once upon a time called, and they want their writing back. So that was absolutely fantastic. Um, because I just watched Once Upon a Time, and, um, I know that, like, it's all about princesses and, the fairy tales, and uh, princes, and everything, so there was that element, so that couldn't, like, that alone, I don't think would have been enough for me, but it was the Operation Cinderella that, like, was amazing, because if you've watched Once Upon a Time, you know that Operation names are a big deal, like, the show first starts out with Emma and Henry, and they call it Operation Cobra, and then later, we have Operation Cobra Part 2, then we have Operation Mongoose, so that's, like, a, a thing of the show, so I just thought that right after the Prince Charming, Cinderella, or like, you know, fairy tales thing was just amazing. And then I lied. There were more than two things. There's actually a third connection to um, things I love. Not a show, but a movie. Um, but. This was the fact that the notebook was hidden at the strand next to the book Franny and Zoe. Now, I've never read the book and haven't ever heard of Franny and Zoe, except for in one other context, and that is in the movie Carrie Pilby, which I just mentioned actually in last week's episode of the podcast, because who starred in Carrie Pilby? Colin O'Donohue, who played Hook in Once Upon a Time. So that is just fabulous and overall with these connections I love them obviously you guys know but I always find it amazing that like had I watched all of these shows in a different order a lot of these things would be meaningless like had I watched Dash and Lily and then watched Once Upon a Time it wouldn't have been anything to me because the one like the the fairy tales and Operation Cinderella was not that important to Dash and Lily. So then seeing that in um, Once Upon a Time wouldn't have meant anything. Whereas the opposite, it's so so special. And I think the Carrie Pilby one with Franny and Zoe probably works both ways. And again, same thing with uh, with, but though with Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf before um, Dash and Lily was better than the opposite because. Like I said, Lily's father is not that big of a role in Dash and Lily, so it's not like I when I was watching Teen Wolf and I saw and I would have been like, oh my god, it's Lily's dad from Dash and Lily, you know. But overall, I just love that. And then the last thing we can discuss are of course our fun facts. So first up is that Dash and Lily is based on a book series by David Levithan and Rachel Kahn. I'm sorry if I pronounced their names wrong. Um, I haven't read the books and I don't know anything about it, but. The first book is called Dash and Lily's Book of Dares. The second book is The Twelve Days of Dash and Lily. And the third book is Mind the Gap, Dash and Lily. So like I said, I have never read the books and I don't know if I will read them. Um, probably not. Actually, I wouldn't rule it out, but I don't know. As of right now, I don't think I'm going wa- to read them. But... I just figured I would share some of the differences from the book that I have found online. So Lily has a nickname um, called Shrilly. And in the show, though, they just call her weird a lot. Like they use that phrase a lot for her, which I think is weird in its sense. Um, Then in the book, her and Edgar just go on a movie date, but they don't kiss. Whereas obviously in the show, that's drastically different at McSorley's, like there's that whole scene. And then some of the dares are actually switched. So in the book, it might be like a dare that was given from Lily to Dash, but in the show, it might be the opposite. Um, But like I said, I've never read the book, so I don't know exactly which dares they're talking about. Also, another fun fact is that I already mentioned it, but... Um, briefly, but the show was produced by Nick Jonas and then um, directed by Fred Savage, who you might know as Kevin Arnold from um, The Wonder Years. And he's also brothers with Ben Savage, who played Corey in Boy Meets World. Um, and that's like a whole other thing. I could totally do an episode about Boy Meets World. But um, I've watched Boy Meets World many times growing up, or at least I watched a lot of reruns when I was um, younger on like ABC Family. And then at the beginning of quarantine, I... Um, Binged it and watched the entire thing from beginning to end for the first time, and so I actually also watched. Um, I also watched *The Wonder Years* several years ago, um, starting out in high school, because one of my teachers loved it. But then, um, I started it last summer to actually like binge it, but I haven't finished it, but I know that's a tangent, but I just wanted to mention it because the first time I watched an episode of the wonder years in school, I was like, this kid, he looks so familiar, you know, how do I know him? And then I realized, and I kept thinking he reminded me so much of Corey from Boy Meets World. And then sure enough, I found out that they were brothers. Um, so that was like mind blowing to me, but I'm sure most people know that now, um, So, yes. Then also, they always knew that they wanted to film Dash and Lily in New York because as much as the show is about them falling in love in general, it's also about falling in love in New York City and how special that can be. So... I loved that. And then with that being said, in the writer's room, they had a giant map of New York City and pinned all of the places mentioned in the book. But then they also included places that were important to the writers since they had all lived in New York at some point in their lives. So I thought that was really cool. Then apparently they got permission to film at the Morgan Library and Museum, which is that scene where Dash and Sophia go to the museum after hours. Um, and apparently that they like you haven't they haven't been able to film in that location in decades, which is so special and like amazing that they were able to get that for this show of all shows. So that's cool. Um then the scene where Dash tries to or tries the pie with cheese on it apparently real New Yorkers tried to order from the actress who is playing the waitress which is just really funny so i guess that kind of notes i mean i always wonder what it's like filming in like these locations especially a place like new york city where it's it's not like you can really stop anything i mean i know we've all been seeing pictures of them um filming gossip girl on the steps of the met but in like these smaller locations and everything like so like they blocked off the steps of the met to an extent but other places it's like how do they do it because it they would like stop the flow of traffic in such a like dense city so how would that work and i mean i've seen some like things about filming in like atlanta which i've mentioned because of the movie after and stuff but it's usually on a college campus and they do it on the summer when there aren't as many students um and they can control like their extras and stuff but otherwise it's kind of cool because like a show like this in new york city the extras are i guess real people and they're just like random people on the street so that's kind of cool um another fun fact is dash's wardrobe was very bland and dull to match his character and like you know his pessimistic attitude towards the holidays but throughout the show as he falls for lily hints of her spirit i guess are seen in his clothes with more colorful pieces so that's kind of cool a little subtle symbolism to an extent also, the same person actually wrote both Dash and Lily's journal entry messages, so she had to constantly switch back and forth and like master these different handwriting styles to differentiate between the two characters. Um, And then lastly, and probably the most interesting fun fact, is that given the nature of the show, Austin and Midori, who play the leads, um, didn't get to film that many scenes together, so they created their own notebook that they would share messages in, um, and apparently, like, they burned it, though, so we're never going to get to see any pictures of those messages, which I really don't understand why they burned it, but that aside, that's what they did. So overall, that's Dash and Lily. Um, those are all my opinions. It was a very short show, so there's not that much to discuss. Overall, I really thought it was a really cute and wholesome show, and it gave me all the great holiday vibes I needed. Um, I'm sure it'll get renewed for season two because it seems to be pretty popular, and it's based on a book series, so there's already content available to um, you know, be made into the show. Um, but again, I still thought it was better off as a movie but that 's that, so thanks for listening about Dash and Lily and otherwise, make sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Both are at not so critically acclaimed um, and then, please, if you will like rate, review, subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to, I would love to get some feedback about things you like, things you don 't like, things you would want to see or hear about on the podcast i 'm always open to suggestions or like video ideas for TikTok always here for it make sure you are following me on instagram though because i post a lot on my stories with like constant um either just like memes or funny things about the shows that i've already discussed or you know shows that just fit my genre as well as news about those shows you know whether it's like a premiere date for the next season or an edition of new characters or anything like that So be sure to check that out. And then, like I said, we'll be back next week, probably with the first round of holiday movies, and I'm really excited about that, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So be sure to stay tuned. But otherwise, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.